0: Well, hello, good morning, good afternoon, good, whatever time of day you're watching this, thank you for doing so. I'm Nelson, the founder of 360 Degree Ministries, where the love of Christ must come full circle. And this week we're going to continue our unit on the Bible don't need no help, because the Bible don't need no help. Uh, first of all, um, by the time this goes live... I think a lot of us will if it dealt with a randomly, extremely cold week in March. And most of us aren't used to that. So uh, I hope you stay warm. Uh, Hope the cold didn't do too much to you. So uh, you just got over that cold wave. I'm going to give you another cold wave. Why? Because this is the week we're going to talk about people and their indoctrination, if you will. So, let's review. The reason why we're doing this is, is that there's two concepts, two beliefs. I'm not saying you believe it, but the beliefs are out there. The first belief is that uh, all Protestant faith should reconcile the Catholicism, and the other um, belief, concept, precept is that um, the Bible is this antiquated document. So, we spent the last couple of weeks talking about catholicism and protestantism and and eastern or eastern Orthodox, eastern orthodoxy Whew. not a linguist although that should not have been hard okay so we we spent the last couple of weeks talking about that and kind of the reconciliation so what i want to do is and now that we have the we have the doctrine out there and we did the history a couple weeks back now i want to just kind of talk about the 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 real issue the real issue and this is the real issue so the real issue is a lot of people just don't know what they believe (laughs) and (laughs) it's funny um one of my secular friends i will not mention you by name Um, we have a lot of conversations about this, about how, about about how Christians, you know, they, they, they cape for Republicans really, really hard. They're the party of morals and, you know, not to get into a political commentary because that is a job of somebody else's channel. Uh, but it kind of gets into this identity piece kind of gets into this identity piece. So the reason why I want to kind of touch on identity real quick, and I'm doing an identity uh, blog that should be either out or about to be out on uh, AnnoyingSpiritSpeaks.com, link to that in the description. Uh, You can also go check out the identity playlist, link to that in the description. I I, I do a lot on identity. So we talked about the identity unit and that I'll be talking about in the blog as well, and again here. So a lot of us didn't get saved in our formative years. A lot of us did not get saved in our formative years. A lot of us might have gone to church in our formative years, but a lot of us didn't get saved in our formative years. So other aspects of our identity kind of entered into our lives before we even got to know Christ, let alone got to know, know Christ. Like getting into the Word, getting deep in the prayer, going through a thing, having a on God a couple times, stuff like that. So let's talk about the four things. Tiers of identity. The one, the first one is being made in God's image and likeness. That's identifying with Christ. That one should come first. We come down. We come down a few pegs off of that one, and then it's our purpose. First, the general call with the five areas. You know, the personal, family, career, church, and community, and then you know, leadership, and then our specific call, and then. The tier after that is our heritage, like uh, I'm a Hawkins, you might be a Jones or a Jackson or a, a Walker or a Williams or whatever. That is your heritage, your family heritage, and yes, your family heritage takes precedent over the last tier, which is your race or ethnicity. I am obviously black. Some of you may not be. That is okay. Our differences should be celebrated. Our differences should be integrated into our identity just not more so than our family, our purpose, and by no means Christ. However, what I've also noticed is is that we also kind of identify with the church we go to. We identify with the preacher we have. We identify with with, with Father So and so, the pastor so and so, Bishop So and so. And that is fallacious. And the reason why it is uh fallacious that it is a profound fallacy don't y'all notice every couple of weeks we hear about a pastor doing something they don't got no business doing? Might not be your pastor, but it's a pastor ain't got no business. It just, oof. So, look. So, look. If if your pastor is embodying First Timothy 3, you know, the leadership stuff being, uh, Beyond reproach, got his leadership stuff straight. I'm probably not talking to you if you revere your pastor, like you have respect for your pastor. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking about the people who, like, they revere their pastor to the point where if you don't go to that church, you, I, you, 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 and, you, 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 missing the boat. <laughs> who knows? Your church might be special, but. Your church, your church, whatever church you go to, it does not have more authority than God. Got a little bunched up stuff today. Your church does not have more authority than God. And whatever your church is teaching does not have more authority than this. It, 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 at most can have as much authority as this if that's all that you learn from. So what we have here is is we have a lot of people who go to church. They go to church. They hear the pastor speak, they have a good time, they go on to the worship, they hoop, they holler. Not everybody hoops and hollers, but they clap, they have a good time, they fellowship with their friends, they go to Denny's, they go to IHOP afterward, and you know, they they take the they take the the the, the afternoon church now. I'm not necessarily trying to denigrate that, but if that's what your Sunday looks like, then you need that's what your Sunday looks like? It's empty unless you are seeking to get a deeper understanding of what's in this book. And by extension, a deeper understanding of the one who dictated what's in this book. So, two weeks ago we uh, ended with a scripture. I'm going to come back to it. Just going to come back to it. Uh, 1 Corinthians 3. Uh, I think it's verses, I'll uh, we'll probably start with 1 through 9 i know. not going to keep y'all too long today. Uh, Here we go. But our brothers cannot address you as spiritual people, but as people of the flesh, as infants in Christ. I fed you with milk, not solid food, for you were not ready for it. And even now you are not yet ready, for you are still of the flesh. For while there is jealousy and strife among you, are you not of the flesh and behaving only in a human way? For when one says, I follow Paul, and another, I follow Apollos, are you not (laughs) merely human? What then is Apollos? What is Paul? Servants whom you believe, as as the Lord assigned to each. I planted Apollos water, but God gave the growth. So neither he who plants and he who waters is anything, but only God who gives the growth. He who plants and he who waters are one. And each will receive his wages according to his labor. For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field, God's building. Your pastor could be amazing. Your spiritual leader, your bishop, could be amazing. He don't see he he, he can't hold a, he can't hold the wick of the he can't hold the the wick of the candle to God. He can't hold even the wick of the candle, let alone the old candle. Let your light show shine. Your pastor can't hold the wick to God. And if your pastor does not have that attitude, you might want to find a different church. I'm not saying be don't be don't go to no wishy-washy pastor. I'm just saying any confidence of boasting your pastor may do it may it should only be because he got god on his side and that and that his fruit reflect his words That might be that might be lost on y'all but what we have here is is we have people going a lot of people go to and i'm not saying is you a lot of people go to church to get that feel good feeling. Oh, I got the Lord. I can go do this. I can conquer. I can do all things through Christ. Did you Did you read the rest of Philippians four? I love Philippians four. Did you Did you read the Did you Did you Did you read the rest of Philippians? Did you read the other Pauline epistles? Did you pray over the Pauline epistles? Did you have an experience that tied into Scripture? Did you have an experience that that, that drove you to learn more about Scripture? These are questions you have to ask yourself as, 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 as we seek to deepen our faith. We, we have to deepen our faith. This little iffity-biffity stuff, here we go with that term again. That iffity-biffity stuff not going to work. Now watch this here. More review. Mark chapter 7. We just reviewing today. Oh, we just reviewing. We just reviewing. Gonna be, there's only going to be one more scripture after this. There's only going to be one more scripture. Spoiler alert. One more scripture uh let's see my kind still a little drafty. a little cold a little cold all right uh mark chapter 7 verses one through eight the scripture is as follows now when the Pharisees gathered at him when some described to come from Jerusalem they saw that his disciples ate with with hands that were defile, that is, unwashed. For the Pharisees and the Jews do not eat unless they wash their hands properly, holding to the tradition of the elders. And when they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they wash. And there are many other traditions that they observe, as the washing of cups and pots and coffin pots and copper vessels and dining couches. And the Pharisees, the scribes asked him, Why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat with defiled hands? And he said to them, well, did I, Isaiah prophecy of you hypocrites, as it is written, "This people honours me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do, do they worship me, teaching the doctrines and uh, the teaching the doctrines the commandments of men. You leave the commandment of God and hold to the traditions of men. If you can't give both an authoritative and relational statement about what you believe. You are in the, you are in the, you are in the, we are in, you are in the traditions of men. You are in the commandments of men. We can't do that. We can't do that. The church is under attack like it ain't never been under attack. Things, things of, things of God that were mainstays in the culture a hundred years ago are being turned away from in droves. Because people are either not authoritative or they are not relational. The people who aren't authoritative get treated as a joke. And the people who not are not are relational, not relational, they get treated like they just they treated the Bible thumpers. You don't want to be no Bible thumper. You do want to give, you do want to give a concise relational authoritative argument, but you don't want to be no Bible thumper because that's not relational. God said we gotta love. We gotta correct people in love. God is love. So what are we doing over here? What, what are we doing if we aren't not only following what's in the Word in the Word, but if we're not developing our relationship with God, what are we doing? What are we doing? Why why are we go, Why are we going to church if we are putting pastor so and so, bishop so and so, father so and so, etc. 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 So and so, we can't put these people on pedestals. They're all they're all awesome folk, probably did a few things and been a, maybe been a few places that the lay person ain't been probably under a lot more pressure than the lay person because that's in scripture too, but we can't hold them to we can hold them to a high standard, but we can't put them on this pedestal. they are human beings like us and just as fallible as us and are not substitutes for having a relationship with God, none of it is having a relationship with God we because we are in the fellowship of Jesus Christ, can speak to God through the power of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus Christ. That is a, that is a privilege that has been given to each and every one of us. And anything that is tangential to that is not of God. Ritualism undermines relationship. I'ma close. I'm close the description. I I've gone here so many times, but let's go here again. Let's go here yet again. Go on to 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3 and 4. For the time is coming when people not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions, and turn away from listening to the truth and wind off in the myths. If your church, if your place of worship is not covering the depth and breadth of what it means to be godly, what it means to have sound doctrine, what it means to be relational and authoritative as we represent Christ, you have itching ears. And as a certain, we'll call him a colleague of mine, would say at a time like this, repent or die twice. And I hate to be so cold. I hate to be so cold, but we can't substitute knowing god for to the, the traditions of men to be perfectly honest that person would probably come back and tell me that i'm getting a whole bunch of things wrong and missing the boat too i'm gonna tag him we're gonna see what we i'm gonna tag him in i'm gonna tag him in on, on, on on what i share this video we'll see we we'll see what he thinks uh, that said next week we're going to we're going to kind of talk about directly about the bible being antiquated uh which is which which uh i have dubbed next week's uh session the fist of ecclesiastes because you need to punch deception in the face we done i love each and every one of you and there's nothing you can do about it god bless you take care of yourselves take care of one another and have a great weekend folks